This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, we got some good old biphobia, then an anti-black call center, Detroit out here trying to get their houseless numbers up, and being positive does not mean being passive. You can be black and proud and still embrace conflict. Yes, I fucking said it. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Hello. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, yeah. I want to shoot, baby. I wonder who was idea was to intro that song like that. Um, Probably Herbie. Was he still with them? I don't, I don't even know. Mm, all right. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are, are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen and Jay. Ew. All right. Yes. Thought I heard yelling back this. <laughs> when I was in the bathroom, somebody was fighting. I was like, I hope it's not a violent night because I'm not the sick Captain Save Hope this evening. Like, just press that 911. You can't be doing. Okay, now you want to park? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yo. When I first moved in this building, one other person had a dog. Maybe. Now, this building is a dog-ass building. Everybody got a dog now. This is a dog-ass building. I feel like I did it. You probably did. I feel like it's my fault, yo. They was like, oh, what? Like, a dog? She's going to be barking and whatnot? <laughs> We're all getting dogs. I think that's what happened. Yeah. So you're a trendsetter. Same. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag TWQJ. We love when you use it on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, wherever you use a fucking hashtag, please use that for us, okay? Another hashtag that we love for you to use is PodN, and that is a... <laughs> That's the PodN sound. And that is a now listener hashtag, and that allows other folks on that hashtag, find Tea with Queen and Jay. Yes, that is correct. On each episode, we like to start off with some libations, and that is when we pour some out for the people, places, and things that are giving us black ass black joy. We pour them out for the homies. We toast to the hooligans, whatever the fuck. That's what we do. Hooligans. Yes, we give it up to the ancestors. Uh, Queen, are you libating anything this week? Yes, I'm actually libating something simple and great, Mm. and it's soup. I love soup. Oh. And I've just been making lots of soups lately, like when I cook, Mm because it's easy to just throw lots of these things that you like in a pot with all these flavors, Mm. and it's like warm and savory. So lately, I've been like making lots of soups. Nice. I saw you had an Instagram story. So that was a soup. That wasn't a stew. No, I don't know the difference. If it's in a pot and there's water in it, I'm calling it a soup. Right. I don't know about y'all classifications yeah. of things. That's fair. I think stews have like meat, like beefy meat. Well, like your and... shrimp look big. So no, but I think they... Did they cook down? Shrimps usually shrink. Mm-hmm. And then who makes a shrimp stew? Stews mm-hmm. are usually like beefs and lambs. Okay. And those animals, mm-hmm. typically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well... Cheers to you. Yes, cheers to you. And soup. your soups, yeah, yo. Yeah, they're easy and simple to make. And, you know, it'd be mad big portions. Okay. And it's great. Well, that's fantastic. And I love me a soup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's very pleased with herself. I wish y'all could see. All right, cool. Jay, what are you libating today? Um, I have several libations. Mm-hmm. So, first, I want to pour libations for yoga. 
I started doing that shit again years yoga. ago. Yoga. Years ago, um, I used to do that shit every morning, just mm-hmm. like my own, not my own routine, but I would watch Yoga Zone when they were on Hulu. Back when Hulu used to have like all that, they had a bunch of like fitness stuff oh, that you could real? watch. Yeah, I, I don't know that. if they have it anymore, but they had like a whole fitness like channel. They had all type wow. of shit on there. Yeah, so I would do yoga. I would do cardio, all type of shit that I would get up mad early in the morning and do before I went to work. And then after I had surgery and like I couldn't do it for a while, I just never went got back, back into on, it. Yeah. yeah, But it has been, I got back into it recently. Mm-hmm. And so every morning or whatever time morning starts for me that day, yeah. I'll, do, um, I'll do yoga. And so I'm working my way through this one particular routine and then I'll just stop when I'm over it. And then every day I'll just do more of it. But it's been, oh, it's, that's dope. yeah, it's felt really good to do something that I used to do, number one. Mm-hmm. So I found the routine that I used to do. And that, that's sometimes you need, depending on what's going on in your brain, my brain likes to feel, I like routine. Yeah. And I like, like the fact that this was something that I did before that made me feel good, that I felt grounded and connected to, yeah. that also makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't want to find a new yoga routine. I wanted to do what the fuck I was doing before, before. And yeah. I found that and that is just giving me a certain level of peace and control. Um, so I've been enjoying that a lot. And I've been feeling uh, healthier mm-hmm. because my muscles are always active or yeah, engaged in some dope. way. Yeah, since I, it's the only exercise I'm doing. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So libations to that shit, libations to a routine, libations to actually like getting breath and air and heat into, into my lungs body, and shit. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's been feeling really good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we said a while back, uh, Vic, I confirmed that was her name. You better say her name. Because right? I was like, you know, it's being extra. <laughs> so, see, can't trust myself. Uh, trust myself, not to trust myself. Anyway, so a while back, Virginia, one of our listeners I mentioned had hit me on the Cash App with mm-hmm. a donation. Thank you so much. And I promised her I would get Henny a toy. And I get, got Henny a little bone that Ayo. she's been enjoying. Okay. She always had a bone before, but after a while, she'd be like, I'm not into I'm this anymore. It. Yeah. So I, I got can't her bury another this one. Shit. Right. I'm not. We live in a fucking apartment. <laughs> tired of chewing this fake ass bone. <laughs> I had a dog, a uh, childhood dog that tried to bury a bone in our wall. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's deep. Mm-hmm. Did it? I mean, did it I couldn't get put far? it in it, but it was like di- making she was, a thing. Yeah, she was like digging, and it was, and we was like, "What are you? What are you doing?" Pip up, what I was her name. Mm-hmm. It was like, "Oh, that's what she's doing." And we was, my mother had brought a house, and we were leaving that apartment anyway. So, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. Wow, but she was determined. I like that. Like, <laughs> sound like a black girl dog. <laughs> like, we're gonna make this happen. We're gonna make this happen. Yes. So libations to Virginia, libations to Henny and her new bone. We also helped close out Black History Month over at ACAST with their A class Black. It was a Black History Month podcast class sponsored by ACAST. ACAST. And we, and we were schooled invited. them. Yeah. That's what I gotta say about that. We schooled them. We did do that. It was a good time. It was a good time. Everybody at ACAST was super nice. It was great meeting. Uh, other podcasters and that was fucking dope so thank you all again for inviting us libations to everybody who came out word i have met libations also i did drunk black history Mm -hmm. to help close out black history month that is an event that brandon collins from medium popcorn podcast does with gordon baker bone i I think he's got so many names 
think it is Gordon Baker Bone. I think I remember the Baker Bone. Yeah, I'm about not pressed bone. about it because he called me, introduced me, and called me like Jamisha or something really bizarre. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, we spent. That's on brand for him. We spent like 45 minutes together backstage. Matter. But what? oh, be- backstage at the event. Before he introduced me to the stage, before he brought me out on stage, was and he already me drunk? Somebody else's name, probably. Okay. I don't care. I don't care. He should have said your name. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a great time. That's an awesome event. I think they do that seasonally. So look out for Drunk Black History. That's cute. Yeah, I loved it. And lastly, we were both on the Reset Podcast yes. for Laura's 29 Days of Magic series. She interviewed 30 black women leaders, and we had the pleasure of closing out the month. We closed out the month for a lot of We closed out Black like, History Month for yeah, everybody, yo. I feel good. Mm-hmm. I feel good about Basement. that. That's not how it goes. I did it wrong. Forget it. Let's move on. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, those are my libations for this week mm-hmm. and um it felt good to round out an otherwise sketch as hell black history month it was very sketchy it was half very... of it was in the fucking renegade gatorade oh micro braid yeah it was a, yeah yeah, was yeah. like what the fuck it was rough <laughs> we made it through we made it through and we did it with friends so yes, i'm true, excited about true, that shit true. queen how can people donate to tea with queen and jay podcast and why should they do that shit so i'm gonna start with the why why you should donate to tea with queen and jay is to sustain this podcast progress this podcast and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast, podcast. um you could donate by going to our website tea with queen and jay dot com slide down on our homepage and there is where you will find two options two our first option is our paypal option and that is just where you could put however much you want however many times you want in the pot there is no commitment there our second option is our patreon option and that is where we're asking for two dollars a month Two dollars. you can give more or less but that is more of a committed way to um donate to tea with queen and jay podcast those links are also in our show notes if you just want to click something real quickly right now and donate you know we make it accessible so you can show us that money mm-hmm. other ways that you can donate that are not monetarily is by subscribing to this podcast just subscribe like you keep coming here every week listening to what we saying. just press subscribe so we just pop up automatically in your feed that also helps our growth Rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever app that you use to listen to us. Rate us, review us, leave a comment, let people know that we popping and all of that shit. That's right. If you're on SoundCloud listening, you can talk to us on SoundCloud, leave comments. We do read all of those. The homies who comment there regularly know. Thank you so much. We appreciate y'all. Also, follow us. If you are a SoundCloud listener, follow us on SoundCloud so that you get the notification. As you soon better as say my up. name. That's like my theme for the whole I'm okay with episode. That. Share this podcast with your friend. If you let two people know two. <laughs> about TV Screen and Jay, you will greatly help us expand our listenership. And, you know, we can like take over the world and dismantle all of this shit with more listeners and shit. You know, that's how you can do that. Write about this podcast if you are a person who is working for a publication or anything like that. Tag us in those posts when you people are like, where's a black podcast? Where's a black, where's podcast? A black po- a podcast by black women? 
What is a podcast by black feminists? What is a podcast by womanists? Tag us in those things. Lots of you do that, and we appreciate that. We do get listeners from you doing that. So thanks for doing that, and continue doing that. Another thing that you can do is teach someone how to listen to a podcast, because not everyone knows how to do this shit yet. So teach someone how to listen to a podcast, and then maybe eventually they will get to tea with Queen and Jill. That's right. We are going to Podfest in Orlando this week, later this week, and your donations are getting us there. So yeah, so anything that you all contribute to us, um, I would say in this time and season, yeah, are going to help fund that trip, and they're going to help fund our free events, Pod and Live NYC, which is yeah. the largest Black podcast meetup in the, in world, the world, and we want to be able to keep these events free. Your donations help us do that um so yeah please thank you (laughs) yeah boy when you support our patreon what you get back in return is this awesome podcast okay we tell y'all shit in there first you're the first to know the main thing is that we can keep doing this This motherfucking podcast that's right if you would like to sponsor tea with queen and jay podcast if you'd like to advertise with us if you'd like to hear your ad on tea with queen and jay T-mail us at twithqueenandj at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, womanism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you heard us discuss on the podcast, or if you'd like us to do a live show <laughs> or consult you or your team, send us your T-mail at twithqueenandj at gmail.com. Yes. Like we said, we're in Orlando later this week. If you want to hire us to do a lunch and learn or whatevs, hit us up. Let us know. Hit us up on the T-mail. We will be responding. And in this way, you don't have to fly us out. We're already there, yo. We already flew. Save money on the running can. We <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to support us individually, we've included our Amazon wish links in the show notes. For those of you who do not fuck with Amazon, on on any level and acknowledge it as the axis of evil that it is we appreciate and respect you do not feel yeah. pressure to use the amazon yeah. wish link list it is wish list link it is there for the convenience of those who use it so let's get into our donation libations i'm going to start with our paypals we got a new paypal donation from geo thank you geo and we got a few new patrons um, and geo we saw your letter we read it it was long. It's in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not in the trash. We read it. It was long. And um, we feel like you're conflating a few things and uh, a few power structures. And, you know, it's just something to think about. But I did want to say that we, we seen it. We read it. And it's in the trash. It's not in the trash. <laughs> Patrons. <laughs> We got some new patrons. Damn. So thank you to Jessica, Fayola, Sonia, Christian, and Alyssa up their pledge. Thanks, Alyssa. Thank you, Alyssa. And we got another patron that sent us a little note. Dessa says, Greetings, y'all. I am only a recent listener, but I follow the grapevine regularly and have enjoyed both of your takes on that show, especially your emphasis on white supremacist heteropatriarchal capitalism. More recently, I've watched your episode with for Harriet, and now that my money is kind of right, I can donate more to y'all. Keep doing what you're doing, sending y'all love, hugs, and good vibrations. Yes, thank you, Dessa, and thank, thank you. you for your contribution monthly. We appreciate you, word, yo. Word, word, word. Appreciate that shit. 
We have a save the date. We mentioned this earlier. Our Pod and Live NYC, the largest podcast meetup in the world, is happening on Saturday, April 18th from 4 to 9 p.m. Save the date for that. There will be an RSVP coming out for that soon. But we want us to give you all a heads up. We want y'all to be ready. Yes. It is our favorite time of, of year. The year. We want to see everybody there. Yo, it's for everybody. 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 So that is Pod and Live I'm NYC. Excited. Yeah, I'm excited about it, yo. It is for podcasters. It's for folks who are curious about podcasting. It's for black people who just want to hang out with other black people. It's for listeners of our show and the shows participating. It is a motherfucking free for all come through. That's Pod and Live NYC, NYC Saturday, yes. April 18th. It's a good fucking time. It's a good fucking time. Yes. Yeah, so we'll have all the details for that shortly. But again, save the date Saturday, April 18th from 4 to 9 p.m. All right, so let's get into the show. All right. So, Jay, Yo. what kind of tea are you drinking? I'm back on my bullshit with chai tea. It's delicioso. It is, what are you having? I'm drinking chai as All well. Right, yes. And it is helping. With the things I needed to help me. Oh, okay. Congrats. What are your pronouns? She, her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. I affirm that I'm enough. I affirm that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. Mm. I also affirm that I am well-rested. My hair and fashions are popping. My body and mind are healthy. And that I will always and forever stunt on these Hose. Okay. I also affirm that I will find a, a healthy sex buddy that will add to my sexual pleasure. Still holding auditions for that. Send your applications. Mm. Okay. Um, and I also affirm that I will have a fruitful, fruitful 2020. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be popping. I like it. Um, it's, a, it's been pretty popping. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what do you affirm for yourself, Jay? I affirm a life full of abundance, health, wealth, and financial stability. I affirm sensuality and baddiness. I affirm that I am not a lady. Please don't call me that. I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I'm self-employed. I'm paid. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I don't underquote or undersell myself. I get my rate. I affirm a brand new MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. Needs that with all the shits. Mm-hmm. I affirm that I am healthy. I affirm a new studio and workspace where we can record and work and be comfortable at our convenience word uh, yeah yo. no fuck shit that's right that's no right. weakness <laughs> okay yo jay um, got so scared <laughs> <laughs> no weakness no weakness yeah yo we have grown out of tea with queen and jay hq which is my apartment and uh we want to record here less yo okay so honeypot you know what honeypot is. We know what honeypot is. We know We've talked honey about honeypot on several the show times. Austin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? We several have. times. Several times. Several. Several times. times. Yes, we have. Yeah. Yes, we have. Yes, I enjoy their um, tampons and pads. They have uh, they have body like body vaginal wipes. washes. They um, have wipes. Vaginal wipes. Uh, they have actually wipes that can be used all over, which I like. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like mm-hmm. a I like a multi perp wipe. Got it. Got That's it. That's what got I like. It, That's it, what I like. It. But yeah, they have all kind of stuff. Yeah, they that do. we enjoy. Yep. So some shit went down recently. There was a commercial 
going around that I had noticed. It was playing all Black History Month. Mm-hmm. I noticed it because I had been binged watching um, The Good Place. Okay. I was binge watching The Good Place with somebody's ABC Go login. And they still play commercials, uh-huh. which I think is a crime. Whatever. No big deal. I thought that's why we got rid of TV, but I guess not. No. Um, that was one of their commercials. It was a Target-sponsored promo because Honeypot is a black woman-owned feminine feminine care product, product company. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, do we know? We're thinking about the language. But, but they, even for their packaging, they say people with vaginas and stuff like right. that. They don't use... All right, so let's cut to the, the shits. Yeah. It's a vagina care company. Yes. And it is black woman owned, which is why we've talked about it several times, which is why we've been excited about the product because it's one of those things that it's not like an option. If you're somebody with a vagina, if you're somebody who has periods, you you're need tampons, the, yeah. you, you need tampons, you need pads, you're going to buy those things. Yes. So if you can buy those things from a black woman, then that's fucking it's, great. It feels better. Yeah. So throughout Black History Month, they were playing this commercial and she was talking about her business. She was talking about her partnership with Target. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think anything of it. It's it's like for real 15 seconds. I've seen it a million it times. Is... I was like, oh, there's the honeypot person again. Uh, that's great. Love it. Move on. Awesome. Not even anything to like right. think second. Mm-hmm. Think twice about. So yes, that commercial happens. Somehow it got through to the um, We Hate Black People call center that this commercial was happening. Mm-hmm. And that's... <laughs> Let me put you through. <laughs> I'm just picturing like some sort of 19... I say the 20s is everything, but I don't you fucking too? know. Everything is the fucking 20s. Old shit that. happened in the 20s, but I'm going to say... Because my grandma was born in 26, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say... Uh, 45 so like <laughs> some sort of like 1945 call center with like switchboards and shit where you call or somebody sends a fucking telegram or like one of those that's what i'm picturing moss, moss cold boop, boop, yes boop, 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 yes boop, boop, exactly that's what i'm picturing for like the hate crime call center <laughs> it's like there's a black woman thriving on television we gotta stop this joe do you can you get them on the line can you we need a troll sent over to the yes. uh black woman who's selling products yes, in target as soon as I don't, possible i don't know joe i've got a couple gals down here typing <sighs> typing hate crime uh emails now wait a minute what's email all right sorry <laughs> yeah because it's 1945 1945 exactly anyway but yeah so like, there's a line in the commercial um it's just, this is not verbatim but she basically says mock success will contribute to like other black girl success mm-hmm. something around that and that's what made made people she said it's important for the next black girl. Yes. What she, what she does, what she does. And her, I think it's like her mom and, and a, a male presenting person there who looks like it could be her partner or yeah. brother or what is their family. It's yeah, her family. It's a, it's a, and they're proud to see their products there yeah. because the same reason why this has been a big deal for all of us. She's not the first black woman with a vagina care company. But she's the first black woman whose products we've actually seen in a major chain store at exactly. Target. And... I'm not her family, but it does feel nice to be able to exactly. buy her products in and a chain store exactly. rather than having to order them online, online, which is often more expensive. Or it's just only in some small little mop and pop, mom right. and pop, right. black Shout out to mom place. and pops. But in terms it of convenience makes, and accessibility, access. Right. Yeah, ex- of course. Um, so that happened. And then the control center, the, mm-hmm. the hate crime control mm-hmm. center. Um, I've got Helga and Donna down there <laughs> got their army together right. and they started to so there's some fucking website that I've never even heard of called Trust Pilot and I guess that's where you go to let people know if you trust a product or not so you rate it 
and you review the product or whatever like that or some the company. Shit, yeah, some shit I've never heard of. Never or heard of this shit. Ever. Never heard of this yeah. shit. But the hate crime troll support center, fucking call center, fucking mm-hmm. did. So lots of people went on there to kind of just call call Honeypot racist. This is racist. One star. Um, why just black? Why women, just black girls? One star. Um, I can't, this is like. This is a quote. I can't support a company in good faith that is openly racist about their customers. Ma'am, mm. this is Wendy's. Yeah. And then there's another one where it's like, black girls are empowered using this product. I guess white girls aren't. I'll be letting Target know about this racist company. As if Target, Target already. Um, it was a Target commercial. <laughs> Target said, hey girl, hey, girl, we're doing this thing for Black History Month. Come through. You would be perfect. Hey, girl, I know that we've talked to you probably for an hour, but, but this is the 15 seconds that we chose. We, yes, like, we like what you we said like there. This. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Trustpilot is a Danish consumer review website founded in Denmark. I guess that's what makes it oh. Danish. I didn't have to say all that. But anyway, <laughs> nearly 1 million new reviews are posted each month. But yeah, I don't use stuff like that, but maybe this helps to inform... It probably know, does. Shit. It probably matters. It probably, it but probably, when I saw it, just like what I was the fuck like, is who this? Who has time? But Trust I guess it's, it's like a Yelp. I guess if it's something I was tapped into or knew about, maybe I would like review shit on. Probably. There. Yeah. So then we got on our, we got on our Black Twitter bullshit, which is a good thing. And I saw it on Facebook. I saw mm-hmm. it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. The in, initial response was for black girls. There were white women doing it too, but, but to go on to test trust pilot and submit our own reviews yeah i my initial response again as somebody who doesn't use that at all was like first of all we've seen white people do shit like this before Mm -hmm. we've seen white people not know what racism is yeah and call something racist or reverse racist because we say the word black or because we say we want to support each other so i was just i was over the whole thing and i was like i'm gonna keep like buying this stuff so this yeah is... i bought this stuff anyway yeah i this is of no consequence <laughs> yeah so that was the first step but it was nice to see the call out for people to respond mm-hmm. in that way yeah um but it turns out that because of the racist trolls mm-hmm. the honeypot sales doubled Oh wow! So thank you very That's much. Cool. In a matter of gave a black woman a, a few money. days. I no wonder how they days. measured that. That's so interesting. Measured what? Their sales doubling. Like, did the sales double from when her commercial started airing, or did the sales double in the few days that this shenanigans, this troll shenanigans, was happening? You know what I'm saying? Probably that. Mm, probably Which, that. The troll yeah. shenanigans. Yeah, probably the, the troll shenanigans. Mm. Um, because more people there. Even there were lots of black women who were like, "I've never heard of this," but. I'm going to buy it. I never right, heard of this, but right. I'm going to look into it. So all of this talk around it mm-hmm. made it viral. So yeah. it's in the same way in which we had a few episodes ago, a few episodes ago when we were like, when white people do like these trollish kind of things where like stealing black culture, like, or like wearing fucking, black here's my, yeah, or, or like, here's my box braids and this and this and that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it there comes a point. To yeah. It draws advertising. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I, they use it for that. Right. We see that. Mm-hmm. So this is an instance Rage where it worked. marketing. Exactly. Right. This is an instance where it worked in our favor. And Honeypot mm-hmm. didn't do anything to get the rage marketing. Right. Usually people troll to get the rage marketing, and then mm-hmm. that's how it happened. Mm-hmm. She was just, you know, living her best life, being right. in the commercial and shit. Cool. And then, you know, the Danish Denmark website um, <laughs> did the work for her and paid the bu- uh, played the black woman. Uh, that's what's up, so, bro. racism, seven million black women, one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I'm going to say two because what's her name? Maria Sharpova. She's not playing tennis no more. So. <laughs> oh, yep. Uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> That's, what's up. That's oh, yeah. her name, right? I don't know. I don't keep up. Ash, just that woman behind Serena. That's... Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> She's out the game. So, cheers to us. Yo, I thought she died. <laughs> Why? Because the, Nike posted something. I guess it was a dedication to her, but it seemed dark to me. Oh, uh, So, okay. I was like, commenting, like, did she die? And then everyone was like, no, she just retired. Uh, oh, okay. I thought she died. It just, this was weird. That's interesting. And I don't know. And I, because I don't follow, yeah. I don't follow anyone's tennis career besides Serena's. Mm-hmm. Um, it would just seem like out of nowhere. So I assumed that. Okay. So it's funny that you say that. I don't follow sports heavy, but it seems like anything that has to do with her is out of nowhere. Because she's not, it's not like she's an amazing <laughs> tennis player. Yeah. She's always brought up. And I think part of it has to do with her looks. I think she's like not bad looking. And so, and she's. I don't know. Why they used to do that a lot with some other tennis player. The one who dated Enrique Iglesias a long time ago. She was horrible. Right. She was a horrible player. But she was a name because of how she looked. Yeah, right? exactly. You know I decided they were the same person. <laughs> Even though that was a totally <laughs> a different, different era. Person. Yeah, yeah I know. Different era, everything. Aren't they blonde? Okay. I will be your hero, baby. I remember that. That's that time. Okay, remember when he removed his mole? And then we all forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, yo. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> We was fucking with that mole. Yeah, he removed that mole and then he was people like, forgot it's about too much her. melanin on my face. <laughs> Get out, darn spot. Well, I think he removed it because, well, he said mm. it could have been cancer. or something yeah, like that. But, all right. Yeah, no shade. Yo, do you. It's your face, man. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I remember it. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. Um, so yeah, check out Honey Pot. They have it in a lot of your what are those stores called? Convenience stores, drug stores like Dwayne Reed. Yeah, I've seen them in Dwayne Reed. Eckerd, Dependence. Mm-hmm. Eckerd still exists? I don't know. I know the word. I don't even think I've ever been in Eckerd. What the fuck? Yeah, Eckerd is like a down south. I, I know thing, the word was, though. Like I know it. Yeah, CVS, Walgreens, or whatever. All them Publix. places, them. I don't know if it's oh. in there. Publix is more like a supermarket. I know though. that. I was just oh. saying all the southern things. All right, are you, that's piggly wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Bojangles. You can find honey pot at Bojangles. <laughs> Waffle House. Roscoe's. Well, we gotta go to Waffle House. Me and Orlando. Do we? I don't have the craving for Waffle House. I gotta be like drunk. 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 We're not going to Orlando. Look, you never for that. know. You never. No, at least we know where to do, where to go to sop up all the alcohol. Okay. You never fucking know. You think I want to go to a Waffle House in Orlando, Florida? If you were drunk enough, you would. On uh, okay, I will not. I think I. Know, I think I know right now that I will not be drunk <laughs> enough. <laughs> I will we're not, not be drunk enough. We're later definitely this week. not. I don't even plan to get drunk at all. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I, I have very strict plans. I already know my schedule. Okay, it is, that is not involved. You watching anything interesting? Yes, I am. Okay, let's get into some what we're watching. What we're watching, what we're watching, yeah. Ooh la la la. It's the shows that we're watching when we're sipping tea. Ooh la la la. It's the shit that we're watching with J. Dot and Queen. Ooh la 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 la. Come on. What we're watching. Yeah. 
Okay. What is what are we watching? So we are Womanist Race Nerd Podcast. What we're watching are shit that we find interesting, shit that relates to womanist race nerd shit, shit that we want to talk about. Yes. Shit that helps us dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism or does not. Or just fuck shit. Yeah, we like the fuck we shit. We like fuck shit too. So what the fuck are you watching? Okay, okay. Okay, coming excited. Okay. So Last week, when I was still adjusting my sleep schedule and just like waking up at weird fucking times, mm-hmm. I'm from still kind of doing that. Trip. Okay. I wake up at five in the morning every day now. Mm. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm up and I had saw on the Twitters the day before that everyone was talking about this show on Netflix called Love is Blind. Love is Blind. Love is Blind. And everything ain't going right. You know what I did one time in high school? What? Uh, this is when I was an uncultured piece of shit. From the Bronx. <laughs> Gotta add that. From the Bronx. Has its own flavor. I had a friend that I think was, well, I know she was going through an abusive relationship. I didn't have any tools. So I was like singing that song. <laughs> oh, to her? Love is like blind. A, yeah, like, a yeah, like you can't do this. But those are all the tools I had. I was 14. Okay. So the tools I had. So anyway, back to this show. history. Oh, I was 14, had all no right. tools. And um, thank you, Eve. <laughs> Thank you. She got out of the relationship, not because of me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. so back to the show, Love is Blind. So yes. I saw everybody on Twitter tweeting it. I'm not really into like contest shows once, mm-hmm. and I'm not really into like finding love shows. I'm yeah. only really into them if Tiffany Pollard is on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from Flavor of Love, Flav, right. from upstate, you know, from New York. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the only time I really was like into these love shows because that shit was fucking entertaining. Mm-hmm. That. That was, was television. Theater. That was television. That yo. was a t- fucking time. That was a time. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, ah, whatever, whatever. But since I was up with nothing to do randomly at two in the morning, I was like, let me watch this show. So I start to watch the show. Now let me give you the basis of the show. Okay. So on this show, these motherfuckers, right? They're trying to see if love is blind. So what they're doing love is, is dating. In these pods, mm-hmm. and they cannot see each other. Okay, so they're just like learning about each other and hearing each other's voices, and yo, voices can be so deceiving. And taking notes mm-hmm. and shit. The goal is that they find their life partner and they get married by the end of the show. Mm-hmm. The span of the show seems like it's about four weeks, mm-hmm. three to four weeks. Okay, to give you an idea of that. So right off the bat, I'm just like weird. Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? Social experiment. Mm-hmm. Why do these people sign up for this? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with your life? Not wrong, but like, what is, I don't know. Something's happening, mm. I think, personally. Because it's just strange to me. Okay. So there's that. Or it's like, how bad do you want to be on TV? I don't know. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, but also I think that marriage is That's not what that makes, serious or like that I agree, anymore, so but I the think, people on those shows act like there's something really serious to them. Right. So if they were just like, because marriage isn't something that's really serious to me. Mm-hmm. So I would just be, be, maybe they're playing a role, but yeah. I would just be like, you know, whatever, like... If mm-hmm. it don't work, it don't work. If it does, it does. They're like, I want to find the partner that completes me. That feels like at, at least half. I mean, I haven't I, watched it, but at least half I of those people are sure acting. I want to make sure that I, I'm at the point in my life where I, it's just like. Yeah, because you got to sell really it. annoying. You got to sell it. I'm it's sure really they, they either drill that into them or look for people like that. Who are like casting, that. Who yeah. at least sell that. Yeah. It's, it's gross and disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. So that's the premise of how whatever. My first thing, my first 
issue with the show. I don't have. I feel like the show is not like hugely problematic. Mm-hmm. There are things that are like what the fuck. So I just go down my list of things that I think are like what the fuck. One, it's obvious on this show that only skinny people deserve to look for mm-hmm. love. That was in the trailer though. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. but I'm saying that that's mm-hmm. a problem in the show. Yeah, like definitely. you only you only think that. People who have whatever you, the standard in quotation mm-hmm. size body deserve to like yeah. find love. Because mm-hmm. I, I saw in from shows. what I saw on the trailer, it's okay to like not be that cute in the face. You just got to be skinny. <sighs> Girl, but, you know I'm not gonna point anyone out. I'm just you know, saying. I'm, saying. I'm just saying. So there was that. Then there was only one black man, and all the other men were white. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, can we have more black men or like an Asian man? Or, you know, there's so mm-hmm. many kinds of men, mm-hmm. and. I wanted to look at good-looking men. Yeah. And that didn't happen for me mm-hmm. at all. Mm. Right? So there mm. was that. Um, I did notice um, there were black women in the like in the beginning phases. You only saw one black, two black women kind of go further in the process. Mm-hmm. I think because the lack of black men. Because um, even though you're not seeing each other, you kind of know when someone is black oh, or yeah. white or whatever. Some motherfucker even said that. He was talking to a black woman. He's like, oh, you're black. And she was like, wait, what? Like, mm-hmm. my name is, can you ask my name? Like, what the fuck? Because that was his first thing. Oh. This white man. His yeah. first thing was like, oh, you know, so I like, know that. Take it I, easy, man. Yes. And I know that's why a lot of black women didn't go further on the show. Mm. Because we are supposed to be least desirable. You know these women are black, regardless mm-hmm. of if you see them or not. Right. Let's be for real. Mm-hmm. And then the pickings for black men were just one black man who, for me, was not attractive at all. Even though they couldn't see him, right. even the way he presented in his conversation was not something that was... not sound attractive. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, there was that. So, that was like the beginning stuff. I kept fast-forwarding a lot because it was a whole lot of... I don't like that... F- lovey mushy oh my god mm-hmm. i think about him every night right. oh my god she makes me feel like this that part that shit was boring to me so mm-hmm. i was like fast forward now are you gonna i i don't care about this but are you gonna spoil it just in case we need to there are people who care about that um there will be spoilers probably because i wanted to get into some of a little bit of fuck nigger shit okay Ooh, you said the hard r some biphobia okay and there's a couple that y'all really love that I hated. Okay. So, yes, there will be spoilers. Thank you for mm-hmm. injecting that. Sure. Um, so, there was a couple by the name of Diamond mm-hmm. and Carlton. This is the black couple. Yeah, right? they're the only yeah. black coupling that happened on this. And it turns out, and Carlton was telling us throughout the show that he has been with men, that he has had relationships with men, and mm-hmm. how he doesn't know how he's going to tell her. He feels like he can't be his full self. Mm-hmm. How can I, like partner with this person or marry this person if I can't express these things I know I have to tell her you know like he's like kind of going mm-hmm. back and forth with like telling her this thing but he's only telling that to us Right? he's not saying these things to her right. he's not having these conversations with her they get engaged mm-hmm. and after they all get engaged they go to like a island to like now finally be around each other and mm-hmm. learn, each, learn about each other in those mm-hmm. ways but he's acting like a he's acting like a dickhead okay um, and she noticed the change because he is acting like a dickhead. And she's like, what is wrong with you? And, and like, he's acting like a dickhead. Whatever. Me personally, I think he's just trying to push her away because he don't want to be honest about mm-hmm. his past with men mm-hmm. or whatever. So he finally tells her because she's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Not in that way, but just like, what's wrong? Like, you just switched up. Like, we were good. We were like, good. Mm-hmm. And he switched up. So he tells her that he um, has had relationships with men and she... 
asks him, like, so do you want to be with a female? Like, is this what you want? Mm-hmm. And he's like... I saw that clip and I was, like, immediately, like, uh, igged out by the female language. So I was like, oh, this is not going to end well. <laughs> it was like, off rip. I was like, off rip. Oh, is we, oh, is we back to female? No, this so do, is, this do you is a be rap. Female? And at first she... She was, to me, her composure wasn't anything that was threatening right or anything like mm-hmm. that she he told her she was like i have to like think about things mm-hmm. or whatever you know you kind of sprung this on me kind of late in the game you know would have been mm-hmm. nice if you told me earlier right but she's not like being like outwardly like disrespectful mm-hmm. or like anything that would make her feel threatened by it right they go to separate ways go to sleep next day they're by the pool and like now they're talking about it and i still think she approaches him with the same energy and he got really irate, starts calling her bitches and all of this stuff and being, like, real dismissive and stuff, which I, that's why I say he was be like, just being a fuck nigga. Like, she wasn't even, like, invoking the emotions that was coming out of him. Mm-hmm. But I think it overshadowed her biphobia because he was yeah. being such a dickhead. Right. So he shouldn't have been a dickhead to her. He shouldn't have been saying all those things. Mm-hmm. He should have been fucking gaslighting her in a way that he was in that conversation. Yeah. I saw that shit at the door. I thought it was fucked up. So what was he doing? What was he doing to gaslight her besides calling her a bitch? Um, that's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty heavy. Yeah, I don't know how pretty, he got there, heavy. but but he kept like switching it up. Like uh, when I tell other girls they fine, and she's like, but if you if you tell other girls and they fine, then why would you why would you have this apprehension with me? Because mm-hmm. because you was gonna do that, and you was gonna be like them other girls, and she's like, mm-hmm. what? Which one is it? Like. Right. Yeah. Are you basing this on your past? When one when you tell women and it's an issue, are you basing it off of those places, mm-hmm. or are you basing it off of like what the fuck is it? Right. So that kind of shit where he's kind Got of like it. gaslighting her in that way, trying to like entrapment. I knew mm-hmm. this was what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like I knew he was ignorant, and it's like you didn't tell me something that I think is important for me to know. Mm-hmm. So I get that piece. But another thing is like when it comes to the biphobia and stuff is. Especially for me being a bisexual person, when people have to ask you, so are you okay? Are you going to just be with men? Or are you going to just be right. with... And it's just like, if I'm with you and I'm saying we're in a monogamous relationship, what mm, is that? Mm, mm, That's a biphobic statement. Right. You, okay. don't know if you're, you don't know if I can make a decision. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like that stuff. Right. Or there's something in the back of your mind that makes you think like... you're. Well, is this it? Mm-hmm. You know, like and is, then, is that out of your then, system? Right for the for men, yes. I think I I think she did say that. Yeah, yeah. she did. Yeah, she did. It's considered a it, something you need to get rid of or get out of your system. Yeah. For men, I think it is um, defaulting. They're defaulted to gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it defaults to homophobia because mm-hmm. it's like, oh well, there is something wrong with. With men on men's sex. Yeah. That's like a problem. Mm-hmm. And if you have sex with men, then I don't want to be somebody who has no sex, sex with, with you. you. Doesn't matter how interested you're in and you are in me or, or how good we are together. None exactly. of that matters because when we are not together, you have had sex with men. Yeah. And that's, you probably just always think about dick. Right. Right. So that's that's like homophobia, biphobia. That's a whole thing. It's a lot of stuff like mixed thing. in there. Yeah. Um, another thing that is biphobic to me is that throughout... And, you know, who knows how they edit it. But throughout what I've seen throughout the whole thing, she never asked him about his relationship past. Mm. Ever. But now when he says that I have had relationships with men, now it's like, why didn't you tell me about yeah. your past? Yeah. If if someone's sexual past or relationship past mm-hmm. is something that's important to you in, in terms of maybe for other things, not in the sense of, like, 
I want to not date you if you've a man who sucked dick before or some mm-hmm. shit like that. Why? Why didn't you? Why didn't you ask that? Why didn't you bring that up? Because your assumption was that it was just women and niggas be fucking. Mm-hmm. So why ask about all of these things? But now that yeah. he mentions his sexuality, then it's like I need to know everything about your past, mm-hmm. and it's just like that shit is fucking whack mm-hmm. and washed mm-hmm. and like. Girl, get out of here. But both of them, to me, was whacked and watched. Yeah, yeah. From what I watched, it was it was upsetting because it's like, dang, neither one of you really have the range for this conversation exactly. on television. Exactly. Like y'all are here, you elected to be here, you having a conversation on TV that, like, sadly requires a little bit more mm-hmm. from both of you. Yeah. And both of y'all are like dropping the ball. You know what I'm saying? So, so heavy. I don't know. Not not that he should have to do a whole lot of work, like and represent bi people, but he was being a fuck nigga. He was being such, like yeah. it was just like you did not want this. You mm-hmm. finally had her in front of you, and whatever fucking fear, or whatever took over. So right. it was like, let me just do whatever I can to push this person away because. You probably don't see yourself as a whole person. You probably still mm-hmm. see your queerness as a fucking right. issue and a problem and and some sh- some shit. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's like how how did it become that? How mm-hmm. did you have? Why did you get to that level to like push this woman away right. and get that you know fucked up? And I I can see maybe biphobia, especially for a man feeding that thing feeding mm-hmm. that homophobia homophobia feeding that you you not you feeling inadequate or you feeling right. like not you know whatever because mm-hmm. you sleep yeah. with men and women yeah but you, you know, know what though he wasn't messing with no average chick boy <laughs> So, you know. That was fucking he awkward. He don't know who the fuck she is. They're having an argument. She throws a drink in his face and then starts spitting out Beyonce lyrics. Was, lemonade lyrics. I was destroyed. Who the fuck do you think God I is? is? Like, she had practiced that. From before she got there, she was like, yo, if she this used shit to do goes that. sour. She used to do that in the mirror. She used definitely. to practice that shit in the shower. You know all the places yes. that you practice shit. She's like, if this goes wrong, this is my go-to move. <laughs> you ain't mad to no average like, bitch, boy. Yo, this, this was not it. And then he was straight queen and talked about her wig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why your wig is sliding up your head. Oh, man. I was like, they just got so basic. Uh, well, it was basic already. It was she basic, was like, but that was like. So, do you want to be with a female? <laughs> a female? What? Did you get it out your system? What? Yeah, it was bad. It, it was, was bad. all bad. It was so bad. Wow. So yeah, so and they, so they obviously. Didn't. Is there any other reason to watch that show? Like, were you entertained? I was not entertained. Okay. I was just like, now that I'm watching it, now I have to see how this ends. Got it. But I wasn't watching it like, ooh, yeah, because okay. it was a lot of. I don't like lovey-dovey shit. Like mm. that weird soulmate. Oh, mm-hmm. you're the person. That okay. stuff makes me uncomfortable. I be thinking they lying. Mm. <laughs> like I was right. fast forwarding that shit. So there's a couple that everyone loves. I don't understand why you love them. Mm-hmm. Are they biracial? Yes. Oh, that's exciting. So it's a black girl. It's a black girl. Okay. Her name is Lauren and a white guy's name is Cameron. Uh-huh. And everyone's in love with Cameron and Lauren. Um, he does treat her really nice, so I do like seeing a black woman treated nice and tenderly. Because when do we get to see that? I fucking see Diamond mm-hmm. <laughs> get 
gaslit, right, cursed out, and right. someone talks about her wig. So it was nice to see Lauren being treated like really tenderly and lovingly and caringly. The only thing I don't like about this couple is the way that they edit something. So okay. like, she's the only one really talking about race. Uh, she's the one who's like, yeah, she's never dated a white person before, but it's like, she's the one where the whiteness is like, this is different. Or like, mm-hmm. it's highlighted on her more so than him. And these are two... Why isn't this like something that can be an equal right thing? They are both dating someone outside of the race. Why mm-hmm. is this not this equal conversation? It's mm-hmm. more so her. She's more worried about her family. They have when it's like the reveal of not the reveal, but like there's a white. I'm dating a white person. It's more emphasis on her. Like I'm dating a white guy. Mom, did you accept this? Mm-hmm. Dad, did you accept this? Da-da-da-da-da. And it's just like. I don't know. That just made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That all of the race stuff was on her shoulders mm-hmm. when they're both people of different races in right. this relationship. And regardless of him having more of this privilege, this is something that they should have conversations about. Not like kind of like her have these conversations about. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, babe. You know, it was just like, I don't know. I just saw the label on her. Mm-hmm. So I didn't make me not. The way that y'all was cheering for Lauren and Cameron, I was not cheering for that shit. And I just don't trust white men. So I was just like waiting for the shooter foot. The whatever. The, the, I was the, waiting for the shooter foot too. <laughs> so. Like, I don't trust it. I don't know. We'll right. see what happens. But okay. I don't know. They did get married though. Really? Yeah, they did. There's so, a few people that didn't. But There's like a wedding? They do the wedding like on the beach and shit? No, they... Get dresses. Their budget for those dresses, they need a bigger budgets. Okay. Like, what the fuck yeah. is happening with this? I'm going to do this shit and marry someone in four weeks. Mm-hmm. Can, can I get a better dress than this? Can mm-hmm. my hair be more popping than this? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, she she's one of the couples that got, I think only two couples got married mm-hmm. out of all of the couples. How many couples were there? That got to the end, I think there was about four. Okay. Yeah, wow. sounds like he's not married to no average bitch boy. <laughs> Yo, there was this one woman who she got on my nerves. I think her name was Becky or Rebecca. I don't know. I could be making that up. Mm-hmm. She matched with this guy named Mark, who was ten years younger than her, and he was also short. Okay. He wasn't shorter than her, but he was short. Mm-hmm. As soon as she saw, she was so in love with him. As soon as she showed him. <laughs> She was so like really? off it and over it and making all these excuses. She kept she she. I also think she was really insecure because it was like, oh my god, it's the age difference. Oh my god, it was like all these other things. She was actually liked one of the other guys, but he picked another girl. Mm. So she's still in a guy's face, kind of like your niggas right there. Yeah. It was just weird to just see her like. Um, I could. So he picked her. They picked each other. She, like, cause they're still dating, right? Yeah. You're not seeing each other, so they they're dating in their pods, and then they go back to their woman house where all the women are, mm-hmm. and their men house where all the men are. So you could know that you and another woman are probably dating the same guy because you're mm-hmm. talking about, oh my god, Barnett. That was one of the guys' names, mm-hmm. Barnett. He's so whatever. And the other girl's like, oh my god, Barnett. So it's like, okay, we both dating Barnett. That was actually the guy that picked someone else, mm-hmm. not Becky. That Becky's not her name, but okay. I, for some reason I'm calling her mm-hmm. that. Um, so she still really wanted to be with Barnett. But he had picked someone else. Mm-hmm. She had told Mark, like, I think I like someone else. I want to explore that. And then the next day, the other guy was like, I, I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to date you. I want to uh, date someone else. So then she defaults back to Mark, even though it. they did have this connection in the pods. Mm-hmm. But when she met him, 
because he was shorter. Mm. He was he was already younger than her, ten years younger. And then he was like this small little guy. Mm. Like I'm not attracted to this person. She was not attracted to this person. And it was like, just break up with him then. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, but I'm also okay with um women being with men that like them more than them too. Because mm-hmm. why not? Um, but yeah, that was a confusing couple situation. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to torture yourself. <laughs> Watch Love is Blind. I suggest skipping all the I love you. Oh my God. It really turned me off. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm watching. Okay. Well, <laughs> Love is Blind and you ain't dating no average bitch boy. <laughs> love is Blind. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. You want to take a break? I need a break. Yeah, let's take a break. Okay, cool. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money! <laughs> Do you know what this year is? what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women your money yes give black women your money hashtag pay black women yo okay okay so So. how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking week every week sometimes twice um, a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvwithqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of Choice. Oh my god, we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time. Yes, and we're black all the time. All right, let's get into some pay black women. Yes, let's do that. Pay some more black women. Mm-hmm. Give me your fucking money. Jetty, you want to tell them what the pay black women segment is? Yes, pay black women is when we highlight a black woman owned business initiative nonprofit. it could just be somebody who needs money for lunch whatever it is if a black woman is behind it we also include indigenous women in this segment so for black and indigenous women women of course includes trans women cis women in our segment we like to also um, leave the door open and the opportunity open for afab non-binary folks to participate so if any of that is you and you are black or indigenous, feel free to get in on this pay black women action. All right. All right. So who are we paying today? So this is actually a T-mail that we got from someone and you all can send your pay black women recommendations and suggestions to our T-mail at twithqueenandj at gmail.com. So this came through the T-mail. This came through the T-mail and this is from Denise. 
And Denise says, the subject is libations to y'all plus pay black women segment. Denise says, hey, y'all, I want to thank you both for the work you continue to do. I've only been listening to the podcast for a little less than a year, but y'all have given me a K through 12 grade re-education along with college level courses and an intro master's class in unfuck with ability. My gratitude runs deep because your podcast has been a part of my self-care arsenal. Over the past two and a half years, I've been on a journey of rediscovering my voice, reclaiming my authenticity, and both speaking and standing in my truth. For far too long, I dealt with workplace microaggressions that impacted my mental health, causing symptoms to physically manifest. About a year and a half ago, I felt I finally left that toxic environment and began purging toxicity from my life in the forms of people as well as my own internal dialogue and beliefs. As a black woman growing up and living in America, especially in spending the last decade and a half in a predominantly white state, I realized how much internalized bullshit I needed to dismantle if I was going to be a quote unquote better version of myself. Thanks to Dr. Joy of Therapy for Black Girls for this. Ow, Dr. Joy. Hey, Joy. Saving lives out here. Word. Prior to leaving my toxic work environment, I made sure to save enough money so I would be okay for about a year. Hey, cheers to you. I knew I would need that time to heal from trauma inflicted on me for so many years. Towards the end of the year, I began looking for work. I began looking for work, but was met with little to no success. It was at a moment when despair was starting to set in when a dear friend introduced me to your podcast and I was immediately blown away. Jay, as a fellow nerd slash geek lover of comics, cosplay, cons, and a full spectrum of geekology, I feel such a kindred spirit with you. Queen, listening to you speak about Islam truly resonates with me because it's so tiring when folks tend to erase Muslims who are black. Plus, you gave me forever stunting on these hoes. Yeah, it's just important. Give her that quote. I love the friendship you two share because there is no pretense and you two encourage and uplift while still having differing views on some things. That's love, admiration, and respect at its finest. At its finest. All of my friends are out of state, so listening to you two was like having my black woman friends right in the room with me, giving me the warmest of hugs. I am now at a point in my life where I'm thoroughly in love with myself. I have reconnected with the ancestors in a way that shows me I'm not alone. I continue to work on myself because I know I have blind spots, but I continue to grow and learn. Your podcast has helped me reclaim and redefine what it means to me to be a black woman and how I want to make a difference in the world. As I continued to struggle to find employment, I began to reevaluate what type of career I wanted that would allow me to be of service to my community, especially to black women, girls, and femmes. Thank you for introducing me to other podcasts produced by members of the BBB. That's the Black Batty Brigade. Our podcast crew for anybody who doesn't know. I took some inspiration from both Money at Queer Walk Podcast and Akua at Inner Hole Uprising because of their commitment to being mental health professionals. So with that said, I want to announce that I applied for and was admitted to a graduate program in marriage and family therapy. Ow. Oh my God. I will be relocating to California in preparation for classes to start in August. That's fantastic. I saw something y'all posted via Twitter on February 3rd. I was like, what What did we post on February 3rd? Oh, I remember. I love the exact date. Um, <laughs> where it said, quote, most marginalized folks are conditioned to interact with the world based on scarcity instead of operating in abundance. Convince yourself you deserve that thing and go get it. We're brilliant. We are. 
I admit I was in I admit I was initially fearful of asking for help to cover the relocation costs, especially since there are so many other quote unquote worthier options out there. But seeing this comment today encouraged me to send you this message in hopes maybe I could be on the pay black women segment of your podcast. I'm asking for help to relocate to California to begin a master's program for eventually becoming a licensed mental health therapist. Yes. Yes. My PayPal info is, okay, so here's Denise's PayPal info. Get ready, please. Write this down so that you can donate. Put it in the notes in your phone. I'm giving everybody time to gather that shit together. So this is her email. And if you have PayPal or if you don't have PayPal and fucking get on there, you can send her money via this email address. It is Denise underscore McDonald Bay at Yahoo.com. And I'll spell that for you. So that's Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E underscore mcdonald that's m-c-d-o-n-a-l-d and then bay is b-e-y at yahoo.com okay and we'll put that info in the show notes as well in case you did not have time to write it down you should be able to copy and paste that shit from our show notes Mm -hmm. it'll be down down there in the pay black women segment of the notes yes denise goes on to say thank you for this platform and allowing me to take this opportunity ah hell i'm about to cry all right all right yeah. i hope that you cried it out i love a good cry i know they made me uncomfortable <laughs> what her saying that she's about to cry no crying people crying around me oh well mm-hmm. luckily she's not here like woo, woo, woo. oh my goodness <laughs> um but yes this is great this is like amazing to know that so many um black femmes like contributed to you like making this decision yeah yeah that's like some community yes shit. yes it feels like an extended like fucking group chat yeah, yeah. basically i love it i love it i too. love it that's how i make decisions too i appreciate <laughs> it it makes me feel good it makes me feel good yeah so if you can help support denise every little bit helps i'm sure if you would like to pay a black woman and help her on her journey if you are white and you haven't given any money to anyone lately or a black woman in particular um maybe you should do that yo like now yeah should do it like now now so denise sounds like a person who you should send your money to yes you should do that yo now want to go into news that's not news yes let's get into some news that's not news in a world where don lemon is considered a respectable news anchor in a world where people respect don lemon Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways. With a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news that's not news. News that's not news is when we... Talk about news that either is not being covered in mainstream media or is not being covered in the way that we think is important. Mm-hmm. And so we cover it in news that's not news. Queen, what do you have for us today? Today's news that's not news segment. I was really trying really hard to find something that was like good and I didn't. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what do you mean good? Like positive? Yeah, there's something positive mm-hmm. and just like, you know, whatever. Um, well, anytime I need to feel good personally, I go and I watch um, that YouTube video. She's biracial. <laughs> that makes me feel good. I was like, oh, wow. I feel so seen. I really, as a light-skinned person, I needed this kind of support, you know, because I don't have enough. It's hard being light-skinned. It's hard. It's hard out there. That was sarcasm. As hell. Okay. She's biracial. 
Yes, but he's talking about biracial girls, not just light-skinned girls. I mean, if you need that kind of support, it could apply. Just My saying. grandparents are biracial, so, you know. So, send it, to, send it to your grandparents. She's biracial. <laughs> She's a biracial girl. So, today's news that is not news stories is from Democracy Now! This was actually a video, and a lot of these pieces are from the, the transcript okay. of that video, because... Um, yeah, but uh, we have the link in the show notes if you want to just watch the direct video about the story that I'm about to share. So Detroit, the city of Detroit, overtaxed their residents by $600 million, causing a foreclosure crisis. So there's been a oh. foreclosure crisis in Detroit from about the ranges were different from varying differently from mm-hmm. the different articles I saw. Mm-hmm. But the most common one I saw was for between 20, 2007 and like up until like 2019. So it's still kind of happening mm-hmm. um, right now. And residents are now fighting back for that. So I'm just going to explain to you what this foreclosure crisis was. And of course, who this foreclosure crisis targeted. One in four Detroit properties have been subject to property tax foreclosure. So property tax foreclosure is if you haven't been paying your property tax, the um, city or state or then could just could foreclose on your home and you don't own your home anymore. Like I said, one in four houses. So that is a level that is comparable to foreclosure rates during the Great Depression mm-hmm. back in a day. Right. Mm-hmm. One, if you see that many foreclosures happening in a place, why isn't there like, oh, my God, ring the alarm. Right. You know, like that's a lot Whoa. for one city because the Great Depression was a nationwide thing, a whole United yeah. States thing. And one city, Detroit right. is like a city. Yeah. But I feel like that's, you know, part of the plan. Of course. Gentrify. Wait, there's, there's more. more. Okay. Um. So, according to legal experts, many of the foreclosures were caused by illegally inflated property taxes that violated the state's constitution, which says that no property can be assessed at more than 50% of its market value. So, a lot of the people who were charged these tax rates weren't even in the bracket to be charged those tax rates for their houses. Mm. And Detroit... charged above whatever bracket yeah whatever income bracket that you need to be in to get charged this other tax most of those people who are a part of not even most like more than most Mm. let's say two-thirds of these people are not even of that income bracket to receive this extra tax Mm. thing Mm -hmm. right um detroit is currently 80 percent Mm african-american and 40 percent of the residents live below the federal poverty line Mm -hmm. so they're basically targeting poor black people right is basically what that's saying so lots of people lost their homes people who have had homes in their families for generations and generations Mm -hmm. lost their homes because let's say this is how the scenario will play out let's say your foreclosure taxes that are past due was like Something that's small, and I'm just saying that's small in terms of like a person who pays a mortgage and usually mm-hmm. is used to paying these house right. taxes or whatever. So something that's small is like a thousand dollars is what you owe the state for the state taxes mm-hmm. on your house or whatever. Um, they will send out the notice for you to fix this after the date, the deadline date. Mm. So they will even mail out these notices to people after the deadline, de- mm-hmm. after the deadline date. Mm-hmm. So you get the letter, and it's nothing you can do at this point. 
You just got so, to lose your whole house. Yes. Over so you could probably have the thousand dollars to pay that and keep your house, but because they are systematically rolling this shit out. And that way, one, you're probably already being overtaxed and taxed improperly because you don't meet whatever guidelines to be taxed at. Mm -hmm. Then they make sure you cannot pay whatever it is off. So you're definitely losing your house. Mm -hmm. So that has been going on in Detroit for a while. And I do remember people talking about, yo, Detroit, like you could buy a house for a dollar or like Mm -hmm. shit like you if like go to Detroit and get houses because it's like it's the thing right now. And Mm -hmm. I'm not really understanding that. This housing, I guess, craze or this rise and like go to Detroit and get a house is mm-hmm. because of this shit, because of them displacing black folks and taking their houses mm-hmm. from them. Right. Um, and then similarly, similarly to like you said, of course, gentrification. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of new gentrification pieces happening around and in and around Detroit. And of course, they're trying to get these people out of here because now the, the, the theme is like go to Detroit and you get the cheap ass house mm-hmm. and Get it before it's hot. Right. Get it before Detroit becomes like that city again where it's popping and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the state that Detroit has been in for the past. Well, the foreclosure thing seems like it's been an ongoing thing for the past 10 years. And then people thinking like, oh, Detroit is the place to be. It's been in the past like three to five years. Mm-hmm. People trying to go there and get these houses for really, really cheap. Um, displacing black folks and getting them out of their homes. Um so now that this has been revealed, Detroit is black citizens of Detroit are doing stuff to like fight this back. So there has been a lawsuit that has just been um, put into place to basically challenge the practices of how they went about these this process of not even giving the people a chance to appeal this. Mm-hmm. So they're not in court challenging the overtaxing. They're just challenging the fact that these people could not appeal this. Cause, mm-hmm. but, but then in the appeal, they probably could have realized, oh, we're overtaxing and kind right. of fixed that. A lot of these people have lost their homes long ago. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they, they probably can't get their home back. It could have been sold. But, you know, like it's all of these things. Mm-hmm. So at the very least, they can be paid restitution for this shit. Um, but they just started this process of the lawsuit um, in the middle of February. This video was posted on Democracy Now! on February 14th. Yeah. So that's how recent, that was the, the most recent time, you know, mm-hmm. talking about this lawsuit right. and shit like that. So that's what's going down. Can I get in my conspiracy bag real quick? Of and course. You know white supremacy this is, is not a conspiracy, this is like, so it's not. But what's, what's really troublesome is like these people are already out of their homes. So it might have been financially worth it to Detroit to do this shit and then just pay them whatever they win in court. Of course. Because they already got them out their house and whatever redevelopment they want to do now, that they, they, they can could do, do that. It. And maybe to maybe to Detroit, it was worth whatever it's going to cost them in a lawsuit. It is worth To it. displace all of these people off of land that like they was fucking theirs. Like, was theirs for and years. And then the thing that is really, really frustrating is about this is that we tell people over and over again, like a part of financial freedom is owning a house, buying a house, yeah. buy a house, get a house, American dream, get a house. Like, you know, like, yeah. and, 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 and these the people did the thing. Right. They and did the, the thing. Specifically the conversations around black people and what we do with our money yes. and our wealth mm-hmm. and the perception that we don't do what we're supposed to do. I, I continue I continue to hear otherwise intelligent black people talk that shit about, yeah, you know, black folks, they They don't don't spend their money money. right. You know, unfortunately, we don't invest. We don't do this. We don't do that. We don't do this. We don't do 
that. And, and it's we like do. Every there time, are systematic barriers. Yes. Every time we have our shit together, there's something like to pull us down from it. Yeah. And we always are constantly starting from zero, constantly rebuilding. Exactly. It's like, even if your great parents, great grandparents rebuilt and start, it's like just a few, a generation or two down, some shit is going to happen to like throw you off. Exactly. So it's like generational wealth can almost never happen unless you're fucking like a billionaire, millionaire, whatever. Exactly. Like when I think about... Like, even my generation of family, like, am I doing better than my grandparents were? Am I mm-hmm. doing better than my parents? No. And mm-hmm. that's not, like, just me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, it's just, like, really disheartening. And it's, like, you constantly feel like you are moving backwards or just stagnant. And, like, that that's, like, the intentional thing. Yeah, and it's not know? something that's just independent. Like, something that's isolated to Detroit. Like, yeah. I do have a friend who... Um, his family has a house in Best Eye, and this is years ago where he told me how um, the city just stopped sending them water bills, just mm-hmm. stopped, mm-hmm. and their water's just on. So they're like, "Oh, okay, like <laughs> living their life." And then Mad Town went by, and all of a sudden it was like, "Here's a five thousand dollar water bill. Mm-hmm. If you don't pay this water bill, um, right. you could lose your house." And they happen to have the money to pay that, but if they didn't, they would have lost their fucking yeah. house. And there are people who don't because all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. A water bill hasn't come to this house in like two years. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure people have. They just mm-hmm. happen to have like savings right. to do that. Right. But like, what the fuck? And then now they don't have savings mm-hmm. because of this dumb shit, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, hmm. no updates on how the, the progress of this lawsuit is okay. going, but this is where they are right now. Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. Well, if anybody has an update on that. Yeah, please let us know. Or wants to tap in and let us know what's good or how we can be of support or help or use our platform to do that. Please let us know, yo. But let us know. Yes. All right. I want to throw somebody in the motherfucking pit. Okay, let's do it. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous. Deadlier. So the pit is the segment where we throw the things that try to kill our black joy, the people, places, and things that try to fuck with our black joy. We throw them motherfuckers in the pit. So Jay, Yo. what is going in the pit? What's eating my craw? Okay. I don't know what I don't know what mean. that means, but I've heard people say that like, yo, this was eating my crawl. Well, I was waiting for the shooter foot, so I guess the shooter foot. Yeah, <laughs> well, the shooter's dropping. <laughs> um, so something that's been bothering me, and it's it's been bothering me actually for a while. I feel like mm-hmm. people look at certain type of black women um a certain way which that's a sentence that means nothing because that's just the case with everybody (laughs) but what i'm what i'm trying to say is i feel like as a certain type of black girl as somebody who actively works to build community and Mm -hmm. talks constantly talks about building community and people know that i fuck with black women at all costs right the assumption is that i'm supposed to be some type of like zen zend out peaced out monk and like i'm not supposed to get angry i'm not supposed to express any concern when somebody does something Mm -hmm, to me that like supporting black women at all costs means supporting them at my own personal expense yep and um i'm tired of that that's not true it's not real that's not what it's ever been over here that's not what it's ever been about Mm -hmm. i'm allowed to 
loving and supporting black women at all costs means giving niggas like the benefit of the doubt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It means it means fucking being a resource. It means being accessible. Yeah. It means assuming um assuming good intent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like don't go into something assuming bad intent all that shit being said sometimes niggas is doing something bad yes sometimes people are doing something bad sometimes it's because they're doing something bad to you personally sometimes it's because they didn't have the consideration to think of you yeah and regardless to what the fuck it is i'm allowed to express displeasure with that that does not mean that i do not love support and fuck with black women at all costs yeah the cost will not be on my back exactly the cost will not be at my expense and because my love and support with, for black women is not of a performative nature, I don't need to dance and show, look, everybody, I'm loving and supporting and celebrating black women because I don't need to make a dance and show of that. Exactly. I also don't need to suppress my displeasure, my disappointment, and my dissatisfaction with the way that somebody in my community is treating me. Mm-hmm. So I'm allowed to be angry. I also feel like as black women... Um, who also carry what's well, not a burden, but I'm gonna just call it that, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. Carry the burden of loving and supporting other black women, like openly, freely, outwardly, at all costs. Again, the cost will not be me, but at all costs or yeah. whatever. The added pressure that I think a lot all black women really feel to not appear to be the angry black woman, to not look brazy or unhinged or whatever, like that added feeling like you don't want well you don't want anyone to think you have a problem with them yeah. you don't want i don't care i don't care about that yeah. i don't care Agreed. if i come off brazy i don't care I if don't i come care off either. unhinged i don't care if it looks like i'm in my feelings because i am i am i am all the i am brazy and it is your I am fault unhinged i am in my, feelings, in my feelings and i'm allowed to be all yes. of those things freedom is me being allowed to be all those things yep. freedom is me being allowed to feel conflict yep. and to proactively have conflict exactly if necessary and i think that there are different ways to go about conf thank you for that word <laughs> that's my new conflict. shit proactive active conflict <laughs> and i think that yeah. for, for me it's about how do you go about conflict mm-hmm. right how do you go about how do conflict? you navigate how that do you shit? navigate conflict yes and and for me that conflict does not involve the, navigating conflict to me does not involve being quiet and suppressing my feelings exactly. i think that there's a way to be clear about how i feel mm-hmm. without dragging denigrating we're trying to like ruin a nigga. Yeah, you know and, it's, and it's peace peacefulness is not about passivity. Like you don't have to be yeah, passive. Right. Just because I'm not being passive doesn't mean that I'm not about peace. Yes. If you are fucking with my peace, I'm gonna make it known and I'm gonna do the things I need to do to mm-hmm. get back to restore the peace for myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't like when people, the expectation is that, oh, I thought you was about this. So because I'm supposed to be a person who Everything is, is okay. Everything is okay. I'm supposed to be fine with everything. I'm supposed to just let you just treat I'm me any doormat. kind of way. Do whatever I'm to just let me. you do whatever yeah. you, you want. And I'm not supposed to say something. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not being a peaceful person because I'm speaking up for myself. Right. No, no, guess what? You're oppressive. Right. You're being oppressive mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. That is what you're doing. You're being an oppressive motherfucker in that. Mm-hmm space and yeah. i'm not gonna let you fucking oppress me no. we're not gonna let you oppress us Absolutely so we're gonna not. say something yeah and uh, again as black women no matter what we do if we react if we express feelings that are contrary to uh whatever the 
power figure is in that situation yeah. or whatever nigga, whoever's on a receiving who, end of yeah, the conversation whoever it is the default is she wildin she crazy she, she this did, she, she that. that whatever it could be I sent an email. It could be that. Mm-hmm. It could be I use descriptive language that's not butterflies and roses. Yeah. But I'm not calling you out your name. I'm not cursing you yeah. out. I'm being critical. Yeah. I'm being fucking critical because I have because I'm in my feelings about something that yeah. I feel like is happening that I'm I'm displeased with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I feel like people confuse support for like utter lack of conflict. Yes, you know what I'm saying? And, that's not what and you're that just is. supposed to be a fucking doormat because you decided to go out on a limb and say that you support and you fuck with and you build community and that's who you are and that's what you do and that's what you push forth. Now you supposed to be a doormat. I, who never says anything about community and only talks about whatever the fuck else, yeah. I, I can do whatever. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever because yeah. I'm out here. I'm making moves. I'm yeah. trying to do this, that, or whatever. But you said you build community and you said you love black women. So you're supposed to just be okay and you're supposed to be a role model and zen and did it. No, no, fuck that. Fuck this is how I shit. feel. What's, what's being like loving and supportive of black women is being honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with this. Because if we're actually in community, then I can look at someone in my community and be like, uh uh-uh, uh, that ain't right. That ain't it. Right That's there. what community does to each other. I'm yeah. not gonna just let you just be out showing your ass looking mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Community will be like Yo, sis. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. That's what a healthy community would do. Now, if you want to be in a toxic community, that's something else. Right. But that's not what we do here. Yeah, that's not it. And I don't like it. And conflict is okay. I think there's a way to navigate conflict. I think there are times when you know, okay, this conversation is not going anywhere. This is not not productive. Everything doesn't have to be positive. Like, that's just it. Everything doesn't have to be positive. And Things that are being critical is not always uh, like a a violent thing. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I really hate when people confuse passive with positive. Right. Being passive is not positive for the whole picture either because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's just going to escalate into something else usually. Right. So, like, it's not. Mm-hmm. Like, stop equating that shit. Stop People, it. like, equate that shit. Like, no, no. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be passive. We're not going to be passive. That's not what this is. There's no way that we could be on this fucking show saying we're just dismantling shit and then we get passive when it comes to you fucking with you or I. Like, that just doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. Yeah. Why, why would that be the expectation? And, and honestly, honestly, as somebody who's been trained to, like, be silent about my pain and mm-hmm. shit, I would rather step out and be like, yo, what the fuck is going on? And it be nothing? I would rather do that. If I, mm-hmm. feel, if I feel some kind of way, I would rather, if I feel maligned or whatever the fuck, I would rather say something and it be a misunderstanding. Yeah. You know, and then I just be like, oh, you know what? My bad. I would rather do that Mm -hmm. than to not say shit. And then it be somebody is like actually really fuck with me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because for too for too long, the way I was trained to be Mm -hmm. as a black woman was to be silent about my fucking pain and endure it at my own expense. Yeah. Okay. For the thriving and the success of others and not to rock the boat and da 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 da. And so more often than not, somebody is actually fucking with me. Somebody yeah. is actually doing something. So when I feel those feelings, I would rather be like, yo, what's what the fuck is this? What is happening? What is going on yeah. than to um, be quiet about it and some shit actually be happening? Like, I'm okay with apologizing if I realize, oh, no, this wasn't anything. But Yeah, exactly. Oftentimes, it'd be something. Most and of I, the times, it's yeah, something. Yeah, and I, I, really do, I really do wish 
as people with like intuition and who know vibes and energy and all of that shit, like you don't have to tell me that you're hurting me for me to see that you're hurting me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to do a CSI investigation. I don't need to present the fucking law and order evidence Mm -hmm. to know that, yo, this doesn't feel right. I don't really feel this. I don't Mm -hmm. know what this is. I'm going to excuse myself from this connection that we have. I'm going to end this or I'm going to be critical of what what the fuck is this and I'm going to do it in a way that makes me comfortable that does not harm people in a way that i feel like well that's not the kind of person i am i'm not out to harm anyone Mm -hmm. but i'm going to fucking express myself again i don't mind appearing to be brazy unhinged irrational or whatever else or angry at all all. i don't i don't care at all i don't care and i'm Uh, i'm comfortable with being in my feelings that's not something Mm -hmm. that i run away from yeah exactly so i really do want us as a community to be comfortable with conflict you know, mm-hmm. and that doesn't have to mean conflict is not always negative and it doesn't have to be yeah. violence. And, when, and when we're saying comfortable with conflict, we're not talking about starting it. Right. Conflict could sometimes just appear. Mm-hmm. But how you navigate that shit is the right. important piece. Conflict right. is going to always kind of happen. Mm-hmm. That's, but how do you navigate that shit? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the piece. Because, like, conflict could approach you at any time. So, like, if conflict approaches you and your first thing is to either be defensive or to say, or to act like you don't know what they're talking about and all of that mm-hmm. stuff, then it's like you don't know how to not navigate conflict because it could literally be nothing. And if you right. don't, if you were making a person on the other end not even feel heard mm-hmm. or not even understanding that, okay, maybe that wasn't your intent, but this is how I landed on the next person and how mm-hmm. I landed caused harm. Mm-hmm. You you got some figure yeah, that shit out. That that's something for me that I strive to do as 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 a person who is building community. Mm-hmm. And tries to nurture my community, and it's it that's a that's a like a, a working thing. Yeah, it's a work, like, it's that's a, a constant thing. work yeah. in progress, Agreed. right? I feel like when people bring conflict to me, mm-hmm. like yo, what the fuck are you doing, or you did some shit, or whatever the fuck, I feel like my initial goal is to like, okay, where are you coming from? Mm-hmm. And if they're wrong, I don't have a problem saying this was not my intention, and this this seems like way off or whatever. But mm-hmm. like. I don't know. I try not to... I try to do the work of community. Sometimes we do get each other crossed and wrong and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, we're not always going to get it right. And that is... That's that's fine. You're not yeah. always going to get it right. Like, we're human. We don't have all the answers mm-hmm. and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But, but leave, leave space for conflict is exactly. what I'm saying. You can yes. have conflict mm-hmm. and it can be, like, resolvable. It doesn't have to always be like, nah, you thought I was bad. Yeah, I did. Are you not telling me you're not? <laughs> <laughs> That's that's okay. Oh, you know, gosh. I don't know. I just feel like uh everybody needs to fucking relax and we're allowed to like we're allowed to be angry. Yeah. I think that's something that I'm trying to figure out cuz when I get to that, I'm kind of like, okay, this is over. Like mm-hmm. when that generally happens, when like conflict happens in that way, I'm like, well, I guess this is done. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I'm in therapy, so I'm working that out. Okay. But like, I'm not going to... If someone's telling me I am hurting them, I can't see myself just being like, oh, well. Mm-hmm. Too bad for you. Right. Sorry that happened right, to you. Right, Well, I'm right. sorry if, if what I did made you feel that way. Like, no, they, you mm-hmm. actually, you, you did that. Mm-hmm. Whether it was intentional or not, like, you fucking did that shit. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't expect us to be passive. 
don't expect us to just let you treat us any kind of way. That's not what mm-hmm. that is. And none of that shit is connected to fucking our love for black women and our support of black women. Those are two separate mm-hmm. conversations. Yeah. And I'm allowed to fucking misunderstand shit, yo. Of course. And also, usually I'm right. But <laughs> <laughs> but also, I'm allowed to misunderstand shit. Yeah. You, so. you are. You are. I think we did a motherfucking I show. I think we did a show. Oh, you, you you're done? Yes, I'm done. Once again, we'll be in Orlando later this week. We'll be at Podfest. If you will be at Podfest, um, say what's up. If you see us there, please say what's up. Please yes. say hello. Mm-hmm. Pod and Live NYC. Once again, that is April 18th. That's a Saturday. Please save the date. We want to see you there from 4 to 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. And the homies Inner Hole Uprising have things going on on their calendar that I forgot to write down. Okay? <laughs> but if you are listening to the homies over at Inner Hole Uprising, a podcast about sex, love, and dating, then you already know what the fuck they have going on, okay? So they have events, listen to their podcast, write that shit down, all right? <laughs> I'll do better next time. Well, that was an amazing promo. Right? Yes. Listen to fucking Inner Hole Uprising. Yeah. All right, be sure to follow us on all the social medias. We are on Twitter and Instagram at T with QJ. We are on Facebook and Tumblr, T with Queen and J. We are on our website, all the tizime, T with Queen and J dot com. And you can send us your T mail and all other inquiries to T with Queen and J at gmail dot com. Yes, yes. I guess follow our personal social medias. Yeah. I am on Instagram and Twitter. And mine is at the Queen Speaks with an S and an underscore at the end. What are yours? Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Jenny Sia F. The F is silent. Good. You didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> the F is for savings. Anyway, our favorite hashtags, hashtags we love and are fucking with are hashtag T with QJ. Black Lives Matter. Say her name. Stop killing trans women. Disability too white. Maybe he doesn't hit you. Why I stayed. You okay, sis? Queer Walk. Queer Walk Pod. Inner Hole Uprising. Bag Ladies. Unpack BG. BG. Marsha's Plate. Sexually Liberated Woman. A Little Juju Pod. Vagistine. Juju Bay. <laughs> You just got to force that hashtag. I don't keep saying it. It's the short and cute one that could work for everything. I, I don't, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, Mix Fixin', Pod and Live, mm-hmm. Pod and Live NYC, 4C Forever, Natural Hair, Don't Care. That's all I got. All right. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima. T with Queen and Jay, we turn up responsibly. Ew. So, like, here's the deal. I think most of you by now have picked up on my context clues that I mostly am a top. But I've been traveling for work for, like, three weeks and starting to feel a little pent up. And when I woke up this morning, something just... Uh, hit different. Or rather, I wanted to be hit different. Um, So I made a bold and daring move and after eating an omelet with a lot of cheese for brunch decided that i wanted to bottom so i found someone who committed like a responsible adult to coming over later and i spent a ton of time in here and then i was also considerate and lit a candle 
And then I was also considerate and made my fucking bed, which I never do. And then I laid out a towel, which I never do because I'm not a very considerate person. And all of a sudden, I don't know, wanting to bottom makes me nice. And then he fucking canceled! I swear to God, I'm going to run for public office and I'm going to make this shit illegal. I'm going to criminalize it. I've never once canceled on someone. And I'm very proud of that. Even Zach. You hear me, Zach? Even Zach. I've never canceled on Zach. Okay? I'm going to criminalize this shit. And you bet your ass that I revenge ate some tacos like a good pseudo bottom.